Mike Dell's World, number 257, for Saturday, June 3rd, 2017. I think it's time for Mike Dell's World. case may be this is mike and just checking in i haven't done one of these in a while and 
Thought it'd be good. Uh, that song I played was old school podcasting from probably 2006 or seven, maybe 2008. It's David Epolito, and he was part of the PodSafe Music Network, so we get to play that kind of music in podcasts. At least we could back then, and hopefully uh, now as well. But uh, he's just mean. Uh, one of my favorite songs of David Epolito. He actually has a couple other ones that are really good that uh, I downloaded over the years. But uh, anyway, a uh, lot's been going on. Of course, uh, it's becoming summer here. It's uh, not quite summer, early spring or late spring, but it's getting summer-like out there. It was 80 degrees today, and uh, we're expecting thunderstorms uh, I'm watching the radar here uh, one of the uh, activities that I do of course is ham radio and I'm just been appointed the district 7 of Michigan emergency coordinator and that covers uh, Aries which is amateur radio emergency service races which is radio amateur jeez, uh, I should know what that is but uh, <laughs> anyway races is the federal version of that and then uh, also covers the uh, uh, Skywarn system. So we're getting ready probably to have a uh, weather net. So you might hear some ham radio in the background. Uh, they uh, emailed and said, hey, we might, uh, might need to have a weather net uh, for weather spotters. So that should be interesting. Uh, if that uh, goes on, it just looks like a bit of rain. I don't knows it's necessarily severe but uh it's just the the main cell that we're watching just uh, to the west of green bay wisconsin uh, over the door peninsula and it's uh kind of going south east over lake michigan of course that puts us right in the crosshairs so be watching that as as the night progresses but, uh, yeah, a lot of things uh, have been going on since the last time I talked to you guys. I think the last one I did of these was uh, when I wrecked the Subaru this winter. <laughs> well, that uh, Subaru wasn't in too bad a shape, and uh, so we uh, sold that. Uh, we bought it back from the insurance company, and we sold that to a friend of ours, and she loves it. And, you know, it's got a couple little dings on it, but nothing, you know, nothing worthy of totaling it, as I said before. Go back and listen to that episode if you want. But uh, let's see. In the meantime, we picked up a uh, a Ford pickup truck, which uh, was kind of a partial trade for the Subaru. And uh, I'm working on getting that fixed up to uh, sell. So if you know anybody that uh, needs a four-wheel drive Ford Ranger in uh, reasonably decent shape... Uh, and it will be in pretty good shape when I'm done with it. Got to put an exhaust system on it and a little bit of other maintenance. But uh, once I do that, I'm going to be selling it. Uh, we picked up a Toyota Highlander. That's what uh, Kathy's driving now. So uh, replace the Subaru with a Highlander. So another uh, all-wheel drive. And uh, I promise not to uh, run it into the ditch this time. <laughs> Of course, this time of year, we don't have to worry about that. It's just trees falling on things. And let's see, uh, yesterday picked up a new, uh, to us, uh, motorhome. 
we were uh, debating on whether re we wanted to replace the the uh, tow vehicle we had for our camp trailer. Uh, an old uh, Cadillac Escalade that we've had for years and years and years, and it needs a lot to uh, make it roadworthy to haul the camper. And it just happened to run across this Class C motorhome, and it's in really good shape. Uh, you know, it's only got 50,000 miles on it, and the, the camper part's in really, really good shape. And of course, the truck part's pretty good too, you know. Not much uh, not much mileage on it, and uh, of course, with RVs, you don't generally drive them in the winter too much, so uh, that's good. So the thing is uh, not rusty, and uh, it's a 93. Kind of. Uh, Looking forward to uh, taking our first camp trip uh, probably tomorrow afternoon if the weather's decent. We're going to go out to where our trailer is parked and swap some stuff over from the uh, camp trailer to the uh, motorhome and clean out the motorhome, get that, or the uh, trailer, get that ready to sell. And we're going to you know, I got to do a little bit of work on the Cadillac and get that ready to sell. So we're going to have like a used car lot going on here, but uh, it'll uh, be nice because uh, now we'll just have uh, one vehicle to take care of instead of two for camping. And uh, being that it's a E350 van, basically, um, you know, at least the chassis, you know, big one ton, but well, it's probably more than that. It's got dual rear wheels on it. So you know, pretty heavy duty things, 28 feet long, but all the parts are uh, pretty readily available. It's got a, a Ford 460 big block in it, so should get about 10 to 12 miles to the gallon if I keep my foot out of it. But we don't go that far, you know, we go up to Sugar Island, we go, uh, you know, locally, and that's about all we really do camp-wise. We'll probably take it down to some U of M games this year uh, down in Ann Arbor, uh, this fall, you know, when football season starts, and uh, that'd be a nice tailgating vehicle, I suppose. And that's uh, you know a couple hundred miles. So, like I said, we don't travel cross country in the thing or anything. So the gas mileage is not really a a big deal. In fact, with the Cadillac, we'd get about eight miles to the gallon pulling the trailer. So uh, actually, I probably have a bit of a a gas mileage uh, improvement. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I said, for as little as we actually drive the thing, ain't going to matter. Let's see what else has been going on. Uh, that's really about it. Like I said, got us, got uh, appointed the uh, district EC and got to go to a Homeland Security uh, planning board meeting over in uh, Grayling the other day. And that was pretty cool. Got to meet a bunch of uh, county uh emergency managers. I'm basically in charge of ham radio for 17 counties in the northern half of lower Michigan. So, uh, but uh, not really in charge of a whole lot. It's more of an administrative thing, you know, um, reporting, you know, what all the different groups are doing in the different counties and maybe making some suggestions and, and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it's not a, not a high powered job. It's just a uh, a thing that I do to volunteer. I've been kind of missing from ham radio uh, of late. Uh, last couple of years, three years probably, I've uh, been 
very inactive other than uh, the normal Sunday morning uh, get-togethers I have with some bunch of friends of mine. And to that end, I actually picked up a, a new, to me, ham radio, uh, HF rig. Uh, for those of you keeping score, it's a Kenwood TS570S. Uh, which replaces my uh, TS450 SAT, which is going to be probably relocated to the new motorhome with some mobile antennas. So I'll be able to uh, operate HF from the uh, motorhome. At least that's the uh, tentative plan. <laughs> Got to figure a place to put it, but uh, that should uh, work out well. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I went to Hamvention this year down in the Dayton area. Of course, uh, Hara Arena, where Dayton Hamvention has been for the last, uh, I don't know, 30 years probably, was closed. And so they uh, relocated Hamvention to the Xenia County, or not Xenia County, Green County Fairgrounds in Xenia, Ohio, which is uh, a little bit... Uh, east and a little south of Dayton. So instead of being a little north and west of Dayton, it's a little uh, south and east of Dayton. So kind of shifted everything to the other side of town, but uh, it went pretty well. Uh, of course, the joke is it's called the uh, Xenia Mud Fest, <laughs> being that it's a fairgrounds and they put the flea market on a, on grass and I guess it turned into a mud pit. We Dad and I only went for one day at Hamvention, and then the next day we went to uh, the Air Force Museum. Uh, National Museum of the United States Air Force is the official name of the place, and uh, made me feel really old. As, uh, there was four, or five, I think it was four, but maybe five aircraft in that museum on display that I actually worked on when I was in the Air Force. Uh, three F-111s, an F model, an A model, and an EF model. And then uh, when I was in test, uh, we had a V-22 Osprey, which is one of those tilt rotor things, and that was in there. So that was pretty cool. But uh, they opened a fourth building there at the Air Force Museum. And in the fourth building, they have the, uh, the XB-70 Valkyrie, and a whole bunch of presidential airplanes and a whole bunch of experimental airplanes. And one of the experimental airplanes in there I worked on as well. So I uh, can't really talk about it. <clears throat> I'd have to shoot you. No, I'm kidding. But uh, so that was interesting. And got to walk through uh, President Kennedy's uh, Air Force One. Well, of course, it served more than just Kennedy, but it was the one he uh, took to Dallas that one day. So. Uh, that's a Sam 26,000, the 707. But uh, got to uh, walk through that. Got to walk through uh, Columbine 3, which was uh, was Eisenhower's uh, constellation. And got to walk through Sacred Cow, which was uh, Truman's uh, airplane. So pretty cool. And, you know, got to see all the, the fighters. And they have a lot of uh, MiG fighters in there, which is odd. But uh, you know, the Air Force over the years uh, got a lot of defected MiG aircraft. So uh, I guess that makes sense. Good place to put them. 
so that was uh that was rather interesting seeing those uh i'd been there before but uh, been a long time so i didn't really remember everything about it so uh anyway got to uh got to go through there that took most of a day and then uh by the time we were done with that we got we decided we weren't going to go over to hamvention we uh, went back to the hotel room and rested up and then we had a gathering with a bunch of friends at a restaurant over in brookville ohio so that was a lot of fun and uh well worth the the trip i got to see some pretty massive thunderstorms down there and Piqua, Ohio is where we were staying, which is north of Dayton. But uh, there were some pretty uh, crazy thunderstorms there. Of course, that contributed to the mud fest. <laughs> but uh, didn't see a whole lot of people at Hamvention, but we did get through all the buildings and uh, did walk through the flea market. So got to see you know, a fair amount of that. and it All kind of seemed the same, but different. It had kind of a county fair feel to it. Uh, they were shuttling people from the parking lot to the uh, main area of Hamvention with a bunch of old antique tractors with hay wagons. So that was cool. Got to uh, ride behind an old John Deere two-lung tractor, an old two-cylinder John Deere. And, uh, you know, had that, like I said, had that county fair feel. Had all the uh, food trailers there like you'd find at a county fair uh, instead of the... Uh, what they used to do at Hara with the, uh, you know, the food vendors there. So that was, like I said, it was it was a good time. Definitely uh, worth the trip. Let's see, uh, work-wise, staying busy with uh, working with Raw Voice Blueberry, and uh, we just finally got it, our uh, PowerPress Sites Deluxe out which is uh, WordPress hosting specifically for podcasters where you can uh, map your domain to it and it's totally managed WordPress so you don't have to worry about managing the uh, the updates and the security and all that. So uh, that's been selling pretty good and uh, keeping me on my toes. <laughs> so uh, that's, a, that's a, a good setup i haven't moved this site over there yet uh, mikedell.com i have moved podcasthelpdesk.com and i moved a couple other sites over to that and uh yeah it's working good working really good so i think uh at some point i'll move this one over there but uh, you won't notice any difference really because uh it's just wordpress and the theme that i'm using here is the same theme that uh, is available on PowerPress Sites Deluxe. So just be a matter of uh, importing all the posts and stuff over and and all that. But uh, probably won't do that right away. I've got kind of an older legacy GoDaddy account that uh, has multiple domains on it. So until I find other accommodations for the other domains, I can't really move this one. So, yeah, this isn't really... My my tech show, so maybe I, I should back off on the tech, huh? <laughs> I would play another David Eppolito song, but uh, my Macintosh hard drive gave out uh, a few months ago, and I never really reloaded everything. I mean, I had it all backed up, and that's how I got this one, but uh, I didn't dig out any more of that, so... Uh, that'll probably do it. Uh, of course... Uh, 
You can find me on a more regular basis uh, over at powerpresspodcast.com. I'm doing a a, a podcast for the company with uh, Todd Cochran, our CEO, uh, every two weeks over at powerpresspodcast.com. It's the second show over there. Power Press Podcast is uh, Mackenzie Bennett from our Columbus office, does that one every other week. And Todd and I do the uh, Your Podcast. I know it's kind of a clunky name, but uh, it's uh, all about you know owning your own content and branding and you know what you know it's a company podcast so you know it's a lot of blueberry related stuff but uh, i'm on that every other week like i said over at uh, powerpresspodcast.com of course i have podcast help desk which i've combined two podcasts in one over there so podcast quick hits and podcast help desk now are really one feed uh, so you get some short episodes and every once in a while a long episode with multiple topics, but the short ones are, you know, five, ten minutes and, uh, they're just single topic about podcasting. You know, as long as I've done this show, it's always been, uh, a lot of that podcasting, uh, navel gazing as I call it, uh, getting in, involved and, uh, I probably will continue to do that. Of course, I always like to uh, mix in some Traverse City and Northern Michigan stuff. Uh, but uh really don't have a lot of that this time for this episode. But uh, we'll definitely uh, be doing some more Traverse City-related stuff. Uh, coming up here in about a month is the uh, National Cherry Festival. And this year we got the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds on uh, air show weekend which is the first weekend of it should be you know right around the 4th of july uh like just before or just after it i don't remember but whatever that weekend is they, they do a show on friday or saturday and sunday with practice on friday i actually like watching the practice better than than the uh, actual shows but uh, i'll probably go to at least one or two of them they do it over west grand Traverse bay so it's one of the few times the Air Force flies over water uh, for an air show. Uh, of course, the Navy Blue Angels are here every other year. Uh, they switch off. The Thunderbirds one year, the Blue Angels the next. And and the Blue Angels, of course, are used to flying over water for their air shows. But uh, Blue Angel, or the Thunderbirds don't do that as much. I think they do a couple of shows a year over water. I think they do... Uh, one in Chicago over Lake Michigan, and of course this is over Lake Michigan technically. West Grand Traverse Bay is part of Lake Michigan, so should be interesting. Hopefully the weather's good for it. The last time they were here, they had low clouds, and of course they're flying white airplanes, so it wasn't really all that spectacular to look. But it'd be nice to nice uh, nice to have some nice uh, blue skies and no clouds. Uh, so you can uh, see those uh, shiny F-16s. Uh, I, I prefer the Thunderbirds over the Blue Angels only because I was Air Force. <laughs> but they're both really good. And uh, last year, they they flew on the, the, the Blue Angels flew on the 4th of July. And it was the first show back after they lost their number six pilot. And so, uh, you know, it was kind of special. They did a five-ship show instead of six because they hadn't trained up a, a sixth one yet uh, after uh, losing that one pilot. 
which was what was odd about that the day that 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 guy uh, crashed and of course he died it was a marine captain and uh, but on that same day the uh, US Air Force lost uh, number 6 of the uh, Thunderbirds so number 6 Blue Angel and number 6 Thunderbird crashed on the same day of course the uh, Air Force guy uh, ejected successfully and the airplane landed in a field uh, un- unattended and uh, didn't really do much damage other than it uh, you know the a- airplane's probably trashed but uh, didn't uh, didn't hurt anybody or kill any buildings or uh, livestock or anything so that's good so uh, it was just weird that uh, both those uh, happened on the same day and it was both the number six airplanes so Hopefully we don't have any more of that this year. Don't, don't need to uh, lose any expensive fighters or pilots. Especially the pilots. So, anyway, with that, I'm going to get out of here. The thunderstorm is approaching. And uh, I better uh, bat down the hatches here and uh, send this out. So, uh, I'm not going to play any more music. I'm just going to say, have a great, however long it is until I do this again. <laughs> Catch me later.